0: The typical person does not get a lot of human connection. Yes. The typical person does not get a lot of human connection. So they are coming to see you. They're coming to hear from you because you are talking to them like a person. And you are you are trying to connect with them. Because if you think about it, and like the people, and I, I think I have this perspective because I was in fight or flight mode for so long, people are thinking, all right, I got to get up. I got to go to work. I got to do this. I like I need to just get through my day. That they're not even like present. They're stuck in their head all day because they're just, you know, in in the grind, in the circle, in the routine. So, the time that they do have, a lot of times people are on their phones and they're scrolling. And yeah. the people that are being very successful right now, some of them are Twitch streamers, some of them are TikTokers, but it's people that are showing up consistently for their audience. Mm.
1: Welcome back to Journey of a Fearless Female. I am your host, Paola Rosser, and this week my guest is Celia Warner. She is a content strategist, a video producer, and the owner of Celia Warner Productions, a media creation business located in Long Island, New York. She's worked in all sides of the production industry, working with companies such as Nickelodeon, Fox News, National Event Corporation... Metro Media, broadcasting, and many more to learn a wide-scale perspective on the media industry for 12 plus years within the content creation game. Everybody, please welcome Celia. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you on. So let's talk about your fearless female journey and where did it all begin? Where did it all begin? That's a that's a that's
0: a very long time ago question because when I started my my journey into uh, you know content production I was you know in high school I was that kid that was walking around with a photo camera and like you know taking pictures of like all of the things happening the the yearbook was filled with my stuff but <laughs> what I wanted to do because you know when you're in high school they say what do you want to do what do you want to do so you have to figure out what you're supposed to do in your late teens which right, doesn't for always for the rest work of your life <laughs> yes so what what do you want to do? I there's like a movie and like uh, I think that either or across the universe, like they make a joke. They're like, "What do you want to do? What do you want to do? What if I want to do 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 like those mm-hmm. type of things?" So I was going through in my head. I was like, "What what makes me happy?" And it was making videos. And like at that point, like Buzzfeed was a big thing, so I wanted to make videos like a like Buzzfeed was making videos, or I wanted to make videos like the YouTubers of like the I guess early 2010s were making videos. So um, I had to figure out how do I do this? How do I get into this? What I did is I went to college for uh, a bachelor of science in video television and film production. Mm -hmm. And from there I got into a lot of different sides of the industry. So I uh, started my first professional gigs doing like weddings and sweet 16s and all different kinds of family events. And taking photo or video for those type of events, and looking back, like I, the reason I loved doing those at the time because um there were a lot of different times in my career that I was doing different things, and they all meant something different to me at the time, and at that time i was I was put in charge of essentially recording family's cherished moments, and there's yeah. still people that have hired me again, and they're like that picture lives above the the mantle in the the TV room or oh you know we still have that picture on our fridge and like you know it it's something that not everyone thinks about the effect of what they're doing mm-hmm. so in my journey i've worked in events like that i actually did that in college and i paid my loans off before i left college because i was doing so
1: many parties and so many things on the weekends yeah that's actually a really good gig my stepson does youtube videos and he's mm-hmm. so talented and I always tell them, you should be doing wedding, like instead of working at Baja Tacos for $15 an hour, you should be doing wedding videos. Because I remember when I got married, it was like almost $5,000 for them to do, to be there, record and edit and and like, you know, give well, you the finished product.
0: I mean, at the beginning, you're not making $5,000. I will tell you that. But um, but the the really cool thing, but also the the flip side of it is, once you're doing so many of those parties, you get very like it's not jaded, but you get very disconnected from the parties, which mm-hmm. is why I, I I took a break from doing those. I'm not doing so many of them immediately right now because of that, because I want to still be able to go to these events and be a part of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when I'm attending for like my friends and my families, because you know all the people in catering, all of the people doing DJ stuff or bands or whatever it is at these events, they are in the mindset of it's work. Mm-hmm. And how do you act at work? Like, you know, you're, you're dialed into what's happening. You're not relaxing so much. Um, yeah. so like, you know, attending weddings during that time that I was doing these was difficult for me.
1: Yeah. So. And especially if you're that creative mind, cause my stepson's mm-hmm. the same way. He's always in his mind, creating a movie so he's like oh my gosh that person should be walking in at this moment oh if this if they only tilted the camera and got the sunset at this like he's always thinking creatively so for a while there it was hard for him to be present like you said it's hard for him to just be instead of like constantly thinking how am I going to edit this
0: so uh that actually has been like the theme of my summer
1: Because I realized
0: that a lot of what I was doing and like, you know, we could get into some of the other career parts of the the journey, but this might actually be pretty interesting as a topic. This summer, I have been working on being present and also fixing my nervous system, Mm. because I realized that a lot of the reason why I was so good at what I was doing is because of hypervigilance because I was stuck in fight or flight mode. So getting out of fight or flight mode has allowed me to, you know, be more present, be present at events, be present like, you know, mentally for shoots, not be worrying about what I have to do tomorrow or what this person's gonna think or what this person's doing over there because, you know, I have to be over there in 10 minutes and I have to do this. Like the busy, busy, busy work environments like that a videographer, a photographer, a video producer, someone making content, someone doing like, you know, social media coverage gets put into is literally looking for details. Yeah. So hypervigilance was very helpful in my career, but also at the same time, it was not helpful for me.
1: (laughs) No, it's another way for people to cope with Mm -hmm. their, um, dysregulated nervous system and people, you know, say, Oh, it's there. They must be alcoholics. There must be drug addicts. You could actually, you know, have a shopping addiction or a food addiction, or like you said, Mm -hmm. a work addiction, because it keeps you away from like actually having to think like, Oh, I really need to fix myself. (laughs) Oh my God. I would say that I had the work
0: addiction. I had the work addiction. Um, I had the work addiction so hard that I worked um, in all different kinds of the industry, uh, all, all different parts of the industry, I should say. And uh, I I made enough money to buy a house at 27. Wow. So like, you know, I worked in news. I worked at Fox News Radio for a little bit. Um, learned I didn't like news because I worked the day of the Pulse nightclub shooting. And I was like, all right, this is not for me. They're yeah. like, cut up these interviews. I was like, you're, you're cutting up the interviews of the stories of people that have just seen the most scary thing in their life. I'm yeah. like, this is not where I wanna be. I worked in reality television, um, which I enjoyed reality television because I learned a lot, but my job was like, all right, keep these people that are like drunk and gonna answer game show questions like off to the side. And I'm like, oh, these are such nice people. And then I would like feel horrible because they're about to go make an idiot of themselves on TV. Yeah. So like there was like the positive and negatives of all of these different things. And then after that show, I ended up um, going on my own and doing freelance uh, full time and working Mm -hmm. with a couple of partner companies. But like, you know, jumping into freelance in 2017, like I was doing the stuff on the side, but like making more on the side than I was during the week at at my my corporate jobs because i was like yeah you know get fox on the resume get nickelodeon on the resume get like this mtv show on the resume like this is going to be the thing that like gets me where i want to go but really my take home uh for commuting in and doing 12 hour shifts per week was like 330 bucks after taxes and the train uh lunch and whatever else i was doing in the city before i took the train back home to long island And I, it was like, you know, just living to do that because it was Mm -hmm. like long days. And I was like, this is not good for my mental health. So at least I I noticed that at that point, yeah but what was your aha moment though? Like, Mm -hmm. what
1: was that one moment in your journey where you were like, I really need to get to the core problem, which is my dysregulated nervous system. What made you, and then can you talk a little bit about what actually brought you into the fight or flight mode?
0: Like I have two parts to that. So the part that made me go and do my own thing I would say is the first thing that that tips me off and that was in 2017 um, because I was working at a tv company and you know we're prepping for a show I'm supposed to be here for a couple months I was a permalancer and network decided like we were all in like the conference room they were like hey we decided to pull the plug on the show we'll pay you through Friday mm. and I was like I was anticipating being here for another at least four months. So now I have to figure out what I want to do. And that was like the wake up call because I was like, these long 12 hour days aren't for me. These type of shoots aren't for me. Can I do them? Yes. Have I done them? Yes. But I have to do something different because, you know, barely sleeping, sleeping on the train, getting there, doing long days, not making a lot of money. That wasn't wasn't good for me and my nervous system at that time but I think that you know way back like even like as a kid or in high school like that's when I started that fight or flight because I was like got to get the good grades got to go to the extracurriculars got to get a job got to do this it was a lot of gotta like Mm -hmm. I have to do this and I would say like you know I had been pushed to my breaking point um like over the last couple of years and I actually got into like Astrology and spirituality, and all of these things on this journey. But essentially, what had happened is I was in a place where my boundaries got pushed so far. When you're in that fight or flight mode, there's also fawn in fight, flight, yes. or fawn. And I got stuck in fawn. And I was like, you know, no, no, everything's fine. Like, I'll, I'll do this. I'll, I'll overcompensate. I'll help. Like, you know, I, like, I could, I, there was no like me left in here because it was to the point where i was overcompensating for every 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 part of the situation that was going on i don't really want to get into what that was but we'll just say it was a relationship mm. that pushed me over um but you know for for myself and that other person i don't want to get too far into that part but i'll get into like what i did afterwards okay so essentially that ended basically like at the point where i was like you know what it's disrespectful for me to stay. Hmm. It's disrespectful to me for me to let me stay. And that was something that I never came up with before. I was like, "I, I have to leave this situation and I am going to figure out who I am and figure out what I need because I have been spending X amount of time caring for everyone else. And, you know, that's within work and that's within, um, my personal life as well, because I was always like the people pleaser person, Mm -hmm. you know, you have a budget like that. You have to stay in. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get into that budget or like, Hey, can you do this? Yeah, 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 I can do this. Like, you know, I feel like every business owner goes through that people pleasing phase at some point. And if you don't leave the
1: people pleasing phase. They're going to run right the over you <laughs> and they're going to run right over you and take advantage of you. How old were you when you said to yourself, you know, it's, I'm going to be disrespecting myself if I stay. Oh, 29 this year. Oh my God. So I'm
0: just, I'm like, I just went through all of that. Essentially. Like, you know, in the past I was like, why, why are these things happening? Why is this happening this way? Why are like people putting me in these situations? And I realized it was myself putting me in those situations because instead of saying no to certain jobs, certain people and like, you know, those type of things, which in the past, I would say uh, year and change, I would say last May, I've been like changing my, so- my circles around me in like mm. a positive way. So only people that would like, you know, uplift me i be working with or like you know hanging out with and those things and that's why like towards the end of that it was so apparent in 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 what was going on that like what was the core problem and it was me putting and keeping myself in certain situations
1: yeah so that's when i was like it's
0: disrespectful for me to stay and that was like my mantra for that i was like i can't stay here because it's like comfortable and, and like, because I'm
1: already here, I have to leave because, you know, I have to do this for me. Yeah. I love that. You said that because I've had multiple guests on here and it's always something, you know, An event that causes you to start asking those questions like, Mm -hmm. what is my purpose? Why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why does this keep happening to me? That makes you start to really just self-discover and only the people that are consciously aware start to realize that, you know, you're the person in the equation every single time and you can spend years blaming and shaming other people. Um, Oh, they did this to me. They did that to me. But in reality, like you said, I did it to myself because if I'm staying Mm -hmm. in this relationship, I'm disrespecting myself. I'm not honoring myself. I'm not loving myself enough to say, I don't deserve to be in this relationship. I'm not, you know, and I think that's within everyone where we stop feeling worthy or deserving of more. And, you know, I think society does really do a big job of like, over glamorizing the drama like you said in reality Mm -hmm. shows and just regular television shows people have this like inkling to want to be part of the drama like I mean just before we jumped on this podcast I was telling her that there was a mass shooting down the street from my house at Cook's Corner um and when we were driving home I can't even tell you the amount of people that were outside of their houses, just like looky lose, like, you know, and it's like, are you serious? And even today, there's still helicopters roaming around. It's like, really, like, people want so badly to see the car accident and be there and see the drama and be immersed in it, but it takes someone who's really consciously aware to say... I'm the problem. <laughs> Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. Yes. It's me. Right. And you realize, like, okay. I yes. Hi, I'm change. the problem. It's me. I have to start making the yeah. changes. And I love to hear that you said I had to get into new circles because that's a huge mm-hmm. part of your healing process is realizing that you cannot heal in the same place you were hurting. You have to find new circles, new friends, people, like you said, that are going to love, respect, and honor you. Yeah, that was a
0: big thing because before I would say like before I moved into my house, I was in a completely different mental place and also physical place because before I bought my house, I was living in an upstairs apartment with, you know, toxic downstairs neighbors. Like the husband pretended not to speak English so he could just not talk to me Mm. like that kind of toxic behaviors. And the person before them was a squatter and like the police had to take him out of there and the people before them had a baby. So I just didn't sleep. So, um, that was where I was and that's where I hunkered down for like the pandemic in that place, you know, where like, you know, (laughs) it was just so bad for like so long and me getting here, I realized the first thing that when I moved here, I realized the atmosphere was holding me back where I was living, was holding me back. And then I realized very soon after that, like, I would say like two or three months, the relationship I was in was holding me back. And then after that breakup, um, I spent like, you know, the summer figuring out, okay, I've been in all of these different parts of the industry. What worked for me? What didn't work for me? What did I like? What didn't I like? And I had to do that, um, because I am me as an entity, but then I am Celia Warner productions as an entity. So I had to do that for both sides of everything. And it was a lot. And it, it really uh, like started me on like a spiritual awakening on like the personal side, but then also made me think of like what is part of my job that is the part that fulfills me, not part of my career, because there's a difference between a job and a career. Yeah. Part of what part of my career is the part that's fulfilling me? Is it the the shooting? Is it the editing? It's I can tell you right now it's not the editing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is it working with people? Cause because for me, I realized that like the part that I enjoyed doing with my clients was the, the part where I was coaching them or directing them. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't what the process was. It was that part of it. So there was like a lot to figure out on both sides of it, which, you know, right now I'm in a, I'm in a great place personally, because I went through the spiritual journey. I don't know if the spiritual journey is going to let up because we're at the time of filming this, we're still in all of the retrogrades (laughs) astrologically like speaking. And it's, it's nuts. You, you just, you just witnessed a bunch of chaos, but for my business, I realized that the coaching and directing, like that, I wanted to get into content coaching. Mm-hmm. So that has been very fulfilling because I work in a very odd field because I am working with people and telling their story and telling their truths because I need to be able to see them. I need to be able to understand them and help them get that across to their audience Yeah, because there, no one teaches you how to do that. Like, you know, like I, I'm a storyteller and like, I've been a storyteller since I was a kid. My grandpa used to like come in and be like, all right, guys, like, did you hear the story about your grandma when she did ice skating in the Olympics? And like, we would just all be like, oh yeah, like, that's so funny, grandpa. Like, and then you see grandma like rolling her eyes in the back of the room that like, I come from a place that stories were valued yeah, and try and incorporate that into like my life. Now that's kind of, the discovery that I made over the last year of the direction that I want to go with all of my content, all of my work and like things along those lines.
1: Yeah. Well, I love that you said that you went through your spiritual journey and that you're still in the process of it. I think we all are. Once you start, you can't Mm -hmm. stop, (laughs) um, the spiritual awakening journey. And, um, I was just listening to a podcast, um, which I really, really love. It's called soul podcast. It's, you know, I not getting paid to promote them, but I really love this podcast. And, um, the guy that's the host used to be a director, and he recently had um, the woman that played the mom on ET. And she was talking about how every actor is somehow channeling like a different spirit, a different like person, obviously, because they have to be in that role, in that person. And she said, as the director, it's like you're kind of creating something from. like a different perspective in a soul's journey and you could tell like a different film like you can tell when there's chemistry and then there's that beautiful soul connection and then you can tell when people are just not and they're faking it and they're just kind of like there's no connection there there's no wow and you can tell the movies that leave you just Oh, emotionally like I felt that you know and you leave walking you're talking about the movie you're thinking about the movie and then there's movies where you're like eh, you don't even care you don't even remember the people who were in it so it really does make a difference you can tell the difference between someone who has done the spiritual connection versus the people that are just showing up to do the work or what I like to call the NPCs non-player characters <laughs> Right? Oh, I love that you use that. I love that. (laughs) But But seriously, um... it's like that's that's the connection, the human connection. You're trying to portray whether it's content, a movie, a YouTube channel, a TikTok. you're trying to connect with that human on the other side, that the side that's watching you. And if you're just doing it to just get likes or views or, you know, subscriptions, you can tell the difference. And I think that the world is starting to see, you know, people are starting to get upset with the news because they know that they're just trying to sell us a narrative and they're starting to wake up to their spiritual side and stop being NPCs. Like that's what I feel is happening with the world right now.
0: I knew we would get along. Once we got <laughs> onto the Zoom call, I was like, I knew we would get along. But that's that's very much a lot of the um, the values that I also hold. Because essentially what's going on on like a macro scale is people are realizing that the world of sales, I would say, I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it that way, because like, you know, the world of sales is kind of like losing its shine. There, People aren't interested anymore. And what I talk about a lot with my clients is like approaching all of these things from like a connection standpoint and like thinking psychology rather than thinking sales,
1: Yeah. because
0: You know, if you're like, if you think about it, and like, I had to explain this to a few people, the typical person does not get a lot of human connection. Yes, The typical person does not get a lot of human connection. So they are coming to see you, they're coming to hear from you, because you are talking to them like a person. And you are you are trying to connect with them. Because if you think about it, and like the people and I I think I have this perspective, because I was in fight or flight mode for so long people are thinking all right i got to get up i got to go to work i got to do this i like i need to just get through my day that they're not even like present they're stuck in their head all day because they're just you know in in the grind in the circle in the routine so the time that they do have a lot of times people are on their phones and they're scrolling and yeah. the people that are being very successful right now, some of them are Twitch streamers, some of them are TikTokers, but it's people that are showing up consistently for their audience and making sure that the content has something that they can connect and bring value to the audience because that is where a lot of people get their connection and that get their their human moment for the day because you know, the the world is not exactly a, a happy place. And it's just harder when you live alone because that's that's yeah. what I I do. So,
1: yeah. I was going to mention that because when I was um living alone back when I was young and single and I had my own studio apartment, I was very lonely and mm-hmm. I remember being so depressed because I always felt like, "Oh, I'm coming home and nobody even cares if I'm alive." Like I was like, my cat could eat my face off right now. And I didn't even have a cat, but I was like, that's my (laughs) thought. You know, I was like, nobody Mm -hmm. cares that I'm home. Nobody even is, you know, you come home to an empty apartment, everything's dark. You're the one that has to turn on the lights. You're the one that has to like feed yourself. You're sitting in front of the television and you're like, nobody even knows that I'm here. Like I could die Mm -hmm. and nobody cared. And then one of my friends um, said, you should listen to this podcast called Serial. And I listened to it and I kid you not, I never felt so less alone and then podcasting was what really like, really made me feel like, Oh, I have a connection to these people. Like, I felt like we were best friends having a conversation in my room, and I felt less alone. And the more that I got into it, you know, I really loved podcasting. It's how I started this podcast, because I was like, I loved that I was like secretly listening to someone's conversation, but also felt like I was connected too. and then Mm -hmm. it spiraled on to like, okay, I really want to do this. I want to coach. I want to help people. But I did let a lot of my own fear of like being in front of the camera, you know, it's like being, that was like, and we can have this whole other conversation is getting past your insecurities, getting past your, yourself. So that you so that's can am coaching message, people on, <laughs> right. To get the message across. And I kid you not for years, this podcast is over four and a half years old. And for the first three years, um, I never posted it on YouTube. And so many people would tell me you should, why don't you put it on YouTube? I don't listen to Apple podcasts. Like, and I only had it on Apple podcasts and they were like, why don't you put it on YouTube? I listened to all my podcasts on YouTube and, and the fear that would envelop my every cell thinking that I would have to put my face on camera was just debilitating. And I remember I would try to shoot videos and then I would watch them and I would like pick myself apart, like everything about me, every word that I said, every in like everything. And I would literally have these fits. And it really made me think back to like, All of my insecurities, all of the stuff that I struggled with in junior high and elementary school, all the things that people would make fun of me, it all came up to the surface. But I had to conquer that because the moment I conquered all those insecurities and just got out of my own way and started to show up, the amount of people that I've had an effect on, the ripple effect that is caused in the universe is incredible you know, and that's the thing. It's like you, everyone has a story. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a beautiful gift to share with the world. You need to get past yourself, which is the reason why everyone should go through a spiritual awakening and and healing journey so that you can show your gift. Right. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, I agree. Cause I, and I love that you bring that up because this is such an important topic, but not everyone is willing to talk about it. Um, so there's two parts that I want to like, you know, comment on, on what you said, because like what you said with the, uh, the podcasting and, and watching yourself, I actually, I had a podcast during the pandemic and I also was making content, uh, during the pandemic because, you know, I was like, I'm going to post like a, a influencer and see what happens because, you know, I've got the time. I, on my podcast did 73 or 74 episodes between March and August of 2020. Mm. And I was doing it because I wanted to have a conversation, like, and get myself out of bed. It was like me making sure that I didn't fall Something. into like a depression because <laughs> yeah. I, what was I gonna do for work for that? Like, I, mm-hmm. I go and I take video of people. So I was like, all right, I'll do a podcast. I actually. Was watching myself equally as much on this podcast, um, and I was watching, and I was like, you, "You should be, you should be smiling. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. Like, you got to make sure that you're like looking engaged, even though like you're sharing the stuff out to like social media right now, so people, because it was live. So I was like, you 'You're doing this. You're making sure that everything's happening.' But I'm sitting there just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually got TMJ from that. Oh it or my god, because I was so stressed and I was so holding like, your, it was holding you holding it here. Yeah. And I was, I was so worried to not look like I was involved in what's happening. So Mm. that was a big thing. And then also obviously like the million and one zoom calls we were all on at that time. It's like, all right, hi, we're zoom networking. I have to like, you know, put on a good impression through the camera, Yeah. which now, like if I did that again, I would have, I would have been like, eh, like, I don't know if I'm going to do all of this, but the, the podcast was a big thing. But also at that time I was trying to figure out, like I've, I've had a couple of content journeys and I'll I'll say it that way because like all of the things that you just said about getting over fears and everything, I had to do that for myself multiple times because I tried to launch something in in high school. And obviously like in high school, you're not thinking so much about the content. It was like funny, goofy stuff. And like, you know, people were talking about it like in school. And I was like, oh boy, like shouldn't, (laughs) shouldn't have done that. So I had to live through those fears. And then I started, you know, in the beginning of my career, like people didn't know what a videographer was in 2017. So I was like posting about what I was doing during the day. So I, I found my voice there. But then when I tried to like do more or like do something where I was talking about facts and figures of the different settings of doing different video things, because people clearly that's what they value for me, information on video things. That's where my brain went. It was the most stressful time. Ever, because I was like, oh, no, the trolls are going to come if I have the wrong, like, fraction of something. And yeah. it was so stressful. And, like, you know, I was worrying about that. And my boyfriend at the time was working for, for me um, doing video work. You know, I was, like, worried because I was like, well, he's not going to tell me if my hair's in the wrong place or he's not going to tell me if this is happening. You know, there was multiple times where I threw out entire videos because I was like, I do not like how I look we have to like, this is not (laughs) happening. This is not going on the internet. So like all of these things that you just mentioned, I've been there. And that's why I'm trying to help people through their blocks now, because there's so many talented people out there that are holding themselves back. And I was holding myself back because your biggest critic is yourself. And if you can't learn to work with yourself and or love yourself, you're just going to keep going in those circles until you stop spinning in those circles. Yeah. So um, that's why I got into coaching because people come to me and like, I, I happen to be very good at reading people, reading their energy and reading their emotions. Mm. So I, I can influence how the shoot is going so that they can be themselves on camera. And that's always really important to me because like, you know, I get stories of people that are like, oh, I went and I had this experience where they just talked down at me and like said, like, do your thing and like had me leave. Like, you know, that's not how I work because I care about people. Um, And (laughs) I say it that way, because like, if you've worked with people in like the video industry, like some people just like really don't Don't care. care. I got into coaching because I have been there. I have lived it. I have tried it. I have tested it. I have figured out how it works for me. And it might not be an exactly linear journey for someone else, like how I went through it. But at least I understand and can empathize and can help them work through their blocks to get the best result.
1: Yeah. And I think we are coming into a place where video is doing so much more impact Mm -hmm. than just leaving a picture or, you know, a little comment or quote. There's so many... People that don't understand how big video can be for your business, whatever business you're Mm -hmm. running, whether it's a wedding business, whether it's a cake decorating business, whether you're like, I saw some guy the other day, he did an Instagram, an Instagram promotion, like ad, and he he power washes the inside of your trash cans and he did this really cool video and I was like I want him to power wash my trash cans. you know it's such an incredible way to, to get people's attention and get people to really like like know and trust you that's the only way that Mm -hmm. they're going to be able to buy stuff from you is if they like know and trust you and now with like yelp and everything you want to see people's reviews you want to see people's videos tiktok is a great platform i love tiktok i it's crazy how genuinely i have created some like friendships with people i've never met you know but yet i feel like this genuine connection like you said Twenty twenty really slowed a lot of people down and got them out of their NPC mode and into their awakened state. And I think it also, like you said, it isolated them where they needed that human connection. Where we we they took that away from us. And the only thing that we had to create that human connection is content.
0: Yeah, I I think it did. And I I wanna I wanna touch on something that you said because you said that it, it's great for all kinds of businesses. I happen to like, I've worked with every kind of business and it's funny because I used to be the local shooter for like Yelp, Groupon, Zillow and a bunch of other things. (laughs) So you said Yelp and I was like, they're not a great business. (laughs) Um, but, uh, that could be a whole other podcast. Sorry, Yelp. Thank you for sending me on shoots for years, but, um, they actually got rid of the video feature because, uh, it wasn't making in probably enough money, but that's a whole other thing. But, um, essentially I my client base has actually changed and it's a lot of artists musicians uh spiritual people of different kinds I work I work with like um a couple of local businesses that do spiritual things so a lot of the 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 people that I am working with are very in tune and very like they they know who they are and they know who their story is but they don't know how to tell it yeah so I I feel like because of the area that I work in, I'm working with people that really care. You know what I mean? Because sometimes business owners, they don't, they don't care. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do the, the quick thing where I have to be on camera, but like, can you just go take care of it? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you're, you're trusting me with a lot. Like if I didn't like you, I can make your business not look great right now. But like, obviously that's not my personality. I always like go the extra mile because like, I'm literally working with a lot of people's livelihoods, their truths, how people are going to view them. Like there's a lot of power that you're turning over to someone when you're having them make content for you. You know what I mean? So like if if someone doesn't have good intentions, like you're not going to get a good product.
1: They're not going to care.
0: So with the demographic that I work with, I work with people uh on kind of like a deeper level because I'm working with who they are as people you know what I mean
1: yeah I like do know especially with
0: artists um I I actually was in um a video showcase last night and I had three artists that had videos in the video showcase and one of the biggest things was that every single video looked extremely different mm-hmm. like There was like, you know, one that looked like a movie and then one that looked like an 80s, 90s movie that like even had like the little VHS, like, you know, transitions and everything in it. But then the last one was like, you know, more of like a standard like playthrough video. And they each had their own different, basically world within the content that was created. Because, you know, when I'm trying to understand these people, I'm like, all right, well, why did this person do this? And why did this person ask me to do that? All right, let's let's move around this and we'll make it, connect with them and connect with their story and connect with the theme that they're trying to put forth and connect with them as a person and their goals and not everyone thinks like that and that's why like you know I I think I was drawn to working in this kind of area because uh especially in music like you know these people like they're if they're coming to me to do this thing they're willing to put money behind it they're willing to put their time behind it they're willing to put something out into the world. And, um, I try and make sure that it's as authentic to them as it can possibly be, even if they don't realize at the time how authentic it is to them.
1: Yeah. That's beautiful. then well, Celia, as we wrap up this episode, what would be your nugget of wisdom that you'd like to leave with the audience today? I think my nugget of wisdom
0: would be, I know that especially in the content space it's really difficult to start sometimes because like we both said you know you have to get very much you need to learn who you are if you're going to make it successful you need to like be able to look at yourself you need to be able to listen to yourself you need to be able to know yourself and know what kinds of things that you're comfortable even talking about Mm -hmm. because not everyone's comfortable talking about certain things like I, I pivoted from talking about like I mentioned techie video things to like (laughs) mindset and like you know how to improve your content so like there's so many avenues that you can try but it's all about actually just trying something and it's best to do that when you have a small audience because you can try whatever you want you can see what you're comfortable with you could throw stuff at the wall and see if it sticks I wouldn't do that for too long just because if you continue to do that then you're just going to continue just Trying and trying and trying find something that you're comfortable with practice practice practice, and you know you're going to get more comfortable doing these things. Yeah, oh, I love it. How can my audience find you? All right, so uh, my my personal account on all social medias, which is where I talk about mindset and talk about like you know uh, how to do certain things that you can improve your social media is Celia underscore Werner. Um, I don't know if you want me to spell this out, but um, no, it'll be in the show notes. But, uh, all right, perfect. Perfect. And then my business account, which you can see a lot of the stuff I'm working with, with, um, different businesses, different artists and, uh, different spiritual people. Um, I guess, uh, is C period W period productions because I lost my Instagram and that's a whole other story. Uh, and I can't have Celia Warner productions. Oh,
1: <laughs> well, thank you again for being on the podcast. No problem. Thank you for having me. This was great. Thank you so much. Thank you again for listening to Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser. If you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual mentor, you can book a free discovery call with me at www.fearlessfemale.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at fearlessfemale underscore coach Subscribe to my YouTube channel, at Fearless Female, or find me on TikTok. I'm under at Paola.Rosser. And if you love this episode, make sure you hit subscribe. Share it with your friends and leave a review. I read every single review and I truly appreciate the time you spend writing it.